I'm PJ. I'm JMO. Welcome to Stoop Life. Let's go. So, what's your prediction? What you got? Originally, I had the Bruins in four, but the Blues got the best of the Bruins in game two, forcing an overtime win. In my opinion, whoever is the most aggressive team will win, and if that doesn't hold true, the experience of the Bruins will win out against the speedy forwards of the Blues and their questionable discipline. I'm a Sharks fan, so there is a little bias in regards to how I view the series, but on top of that, one hiccup won't define the series, Bruins in five. Bruins in five, you saying? Bruins in five, for sure. You don't care that, you know, the Blues are a little bit athletic? And you see what they did to that game one, though. The speediness of the, the Blues won't even be a factor. You know, like a big, big ass defenseman. So, would you consider Boston's uh, experience a little bit over the Blues right now? Bruins have the better experience. The, the Blues are playing a little inexperienced, a little undisciplined. A lot of power plays are given up. All the power plays that are being given to the Bruins have been capitalized on. They just won five to two. I can't argue with you there, but I mean. We've seen it with L.A., how, you know, a fast team can win. But the Bruins are a veteran team, so I'm not going to argue through there. But you think 5-1? I, I think I say go 7. The whole entire city's relying on the Bruins. Though. It could be the first time in history. Every, they have all these championships going on. It'll be the first time ever for the city to have back-to-back championships. And that's like why that. I fucking hate Boston. Right? <laughs> Listen. This is a that we we're a Philadelphia fan base, right? So seeing three different teams win win a championship in that city and they don't give a fuck is ruthless. Like it's ruthless. But I mean, when you win, you win. So but I fucking hate them. I fucking hate every bit of Boston. Beautiful <laughs> city, don't get me wrong. Beautiful city, but I fucking hate them. Now let's shift it over to the NBA Finals. Warriors versus Raptors. What's your prediction for the series? I think it's going to go seven at this point. I do like GSW. I do like how uh, Golden State is playing. They, I think they came out just a little bit flat. They had a nice little layoff. All teams go through that. My thing is, you know, Pascal had a hell of a game. I don't know if he's going to do that again against Draymond, though, but that's a different story. Okay. On top of the court, but off the court, well, kind of off the court, you have Drake and his antics. Does Drake and his antics have any play into the minds of Draymond Green and the rest of the forwards for Golden State? I don't think so. I mean, all it's going to do is hype him up again. Because, I mean, if you, he's like Spike Lee in New York. When Spike Lee played against, like, he had, when he was there with uh, New York, Reggie Miller fed off that. And Reggie Miller did what he did to him. He came out and said, choke and grabbed his nuts for a reason to him. Because all he's doing is feeding them, feeding them. I think that first game was kind of like a wake-up call. They needed to not take this team so lightly. Um... It shows you Kawhi can have an off game and another player can pick it up, and they're going to start looking. There's still a good core in Toronto. Even though Kawhi's having these off games, he did have to carry the Raptors to win over the Sixers in that series. If Kawhi ends up, if Kawhi can't carry this team like he did when he played the Sixers, how will that impact the Warriors? Because the Warriors are a completely different team than the Sixers. Um... I feel like you, you can say that they are a, a way different team, a lot more fire, firepower. But what Toronto does is play defense. They know how to come for your best player. The player to watch, though, for real against, like, who's, when Steph is sleeping and Clay's sleeping, don't sleep on Iggy. Andre Iguodala, he's, he's been an MVP before. He's he's gave LeBron hell in the, in the, in the finals. And ain't no, no excuse he can't give Kawhi hell in the playoffs. He's... He's the factor in my eyes, even though in the last game he didn't really... He's He was a little sleepy, but that's the whole team. So, I mean, 
to answer your question, the the differences, experience in the in the finals as well, camaraderie this team has, and the fact that these are three time champions. So Toronto has a, still has a lot to worry about at this point. They can't go in there and be like, okay, well, we got them one, we can take the rest. They they got to go in there and still play their their game, but they can't sleep on them. It's it's the calm before the storm, I think. Speaking on defense, if KD returns to Game 3 instead of Game 4 when he's supposed to, how will that impact the way that Golden State plays defense against Toronto? And will that make Kawhi step up as the defenseman that he is? I think so, because KD's, uh, they don't call him an easy money sniper for nothing. The guy has a jump shot out, out of this world. He's not scared to play defense, and he has he's quick with his feet. He's a little awkward sometimes, I like to say, and people might question me on that. But he's kind of... of KD's a sniper for a reason. He's going to take your heart. So when you go in there, and you, now, now Kawhi has to play him not like how he played Joel Embiid, not like how he played uh, Ben Simmons where he can collapse on Ben, definitely can't play him how he played like Giannis. When Giannis drove down to the lane, everybody collapsed on him, and he just dumped the ball up for a turnover. He has to play every bit of KD's game like, tight. Can't give him any space. If he has to, you got to get a little strong with him. The Warriors have made it to the final four years in a row. Do you think that this may be the end of Golden State's consistency? Um, yes and no, because there are going to be. This is going to be a off season for for Golden State that they do have to re-sign KD, try to get KD back. They have, which I think he's going to go to New York anyway. Not to mention Clay's a free agent. So if they lose this final, I would probably look and say yes. But if they win, they're probably going to get it right back. Um, they're running into a Toronto team that does kind of have a championship background with the players they have now, which is Kawhi, Danny Green. They've both been in a championship. They both won championships. Kawhi's MVP. So, I mean, it can be the end. But, again, I think it's the calm before the storm. So, if it goes seven, I'm going I'm, to—I I'm, wouldn't be shocked. But if it, if it goes—if they get, you know, swept— if uh, GSW gets swept, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked either for some reason because I don't think they have that that team bond still. Because it's either KD's gonna be a star somewhere, somewhere else where he's gonna be like, okay, this is my team, I'm gonna carry him. He joined a team that already had that already had championships, already didn't really need him as much. But you get KD, you get KD. There's nothing, there's nothing to be ashamed there. Um, but Toronto. Toronto is there's this defense is scary. I have seen it all all playoff long, all year long. Kawhi is just a different he's a robot, I think. He does he goes in there, he does he plays a simple man's game and makes it look so easy and effective. Consistency is key for him. So I can see it definitely going down, but I would probably say my final answer for that. No. Because, I mean, it's still Steph Curry, still Klay Thompson. This is the West where they run that team. So, I mean, the best team in the West besides Golden State right now is Houston. And they completely obliterate Houston. We're forgetting about Draymond Green, too. So, I mean, but Toronto has a great team as well. But the East is getting a little harder. So, if Kawhi leaves and goes to 
Los Angeles, which it was Clippers most likely, he could really change. He could really shake up the West. So it, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens after this. But I think I think they could, if they can keep this core of Clay Thompson and Steph, if they want to let KD go, they let KD go. But the man to keep, you got to keep Draymond. So. Draymond, he does a lot for this team. He's the dirty man. He also, well, I mean dirty man, like he does dirty work. He's in there. He's he's guarding your best player. He's in their face. He he'll, he he's a stretch guy. He'll bring. He, you have to stick him outside the arc because he can shoot. And he's he's been defense player of the year. So I mean, I can't see it blowing fully up, but I think next year the West is going to be a little bit harder to, to go against. Even though Draymond Green has a lot of talent on the court, do you think his off the court issues? They bring problems to the inner circle of the Golden State Warriors. Draymond, nah, I don't think so. I really, I don't think so. I think the way the way it is, like Dre, Dre has had his times where he has uh, got fights, you know. But I think he's cleaned his act up. I haven't heard you haven't heard anything yet since since the uh, since he beat up uh, Tristan. So I mean, <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I'm right now. The finals are just they're just there. I can't. I can't sit here and be like, yeah, the off the off the court stuff is gonna hurt you. It's not. It hasn't been hurting them. You know what I mean? I feel that. So touching back on the general characteristics of Toronto and Golden State, what do you think the major key factors will be in the series? For Toronto, they got to literally play their defense they played last time. They have to be near perfect again. Um, they're not going to have a game. Like, Steph Curry's not going to have a game where he's going to be light like he was last time. Um, and Clay's not going to be silent either. Dre's not going to be silent sex time around. But they still have to, They can't let Dre, Dre score 20. They can't let Steph score 20. They can't let Clay. Clay score 20 and KD come in and if he comes back and, and put up 30 because they're going to lose the series. They have to play consistent defense. They have to keep letting Kawhi Leonard go in there and be Kawhi. Pascal, he looked amazing last game. He's gonna, I think he can repeat that. He's an excellent player, probably the most improved player. He, he came out of nowhere at that. Yeah, he came out of nowhere. So, if you know basketball, Pascal's been in the league. He's been in and out too. At that, he's been um, he's been in the G League. He's worked his way to get where he's at. I think he has a hell of a story, and the fact that he took over Game One and shocked everybody, it was great. They need players like that. They also need to keep playing the way they play. I think they're so consistent, Toronto, that it won't be hard for him to do. But again, you're playing against. A Golden State Warrior team that is like, how do I say it? Like, a video game. It's a fast-paced video game. It's if you're playing 2K and you and you put up 130 points in a game, that's what GSW does. They come out of nowhere and they literally, they literally fire on you. They don't call them the Splash Brothers for nothing. This is still a very open series. Like people, I hear people saying, well. We're gonna see. We're gonna see a. Uh, we might see a sweep. We might see a, a Toronto winning five, four one. But again, it's a young series. This game, the series is not over. Um, I think the second game coming probably on Sunday. I believe. Uh,
Um, I think it's going to be a different game. I think it's going to be a slow-paced game in the first half. Then you're going to see Golden State come out and do what they do. At the end of the day, the Splash Brothers, are, they're not going to let this series go left. They're gonna, they're gonna sneak. They're gonna get this game one, this game two, and just they're they're gonna take control of the series, I believe, by game four. Then we're gonna see Toronto have to dig in because this is not the Sixers. When the Sixers were up on them, they dug in, they dug in, and they they took the next two games. But I don't think I don't think they can do that if if they if they lose two straight to Golden State because when Golden State has momentum, there is no stopping them. This might be one of the best teams I've ever seen in my life when it comes to. Uh, Basketball-wise, I mean, I, I saw the Bulls, but Golden State is different. They're, everything they do is different. They're high-powered, high-speed. It's like watching HD compared to, like, a normal TV. As corny as that sounds, that's the best thing I could say. It's the quality of basketball they do. The way they move the ball is different. Is they're, I didn't... I had my second guess about them, like, when I, after they fired their coach and they bring in Steve Kerr, I thought, okay, this team, Steve Kerr gave, got the keys to a Cadillac, but I can't, I can't see him carrying it, and he shocked the world, and he won a championship, won three of them, actually, so, I mean, he beat LeBron, so, I mean, it's, this is an interesting series. This is a very, very interesting series, actually, um... The matchups are very intriguing. Um, I do love Kawhi, but when KD comes back, it, it can either mess up the camaraderie of this team, because they are 29 and one, well, 29 and two, I believe now, without KD. So when KD comes back, I don't know if it's gonna mess them up too much. But at this point, I think they need him. So if he comes back and he's not 100%, I won't want that. But uh, I mean, 85% KD is better than an Andre Iguodala. He's better than a, a Jordan Bell, so I'll take I'll take it. But still, like this series is wide open. It can go either way. It can go. I think it's gonna go seven. Because um, this is probably the roughest team they're gonna face um, in the in the finals. Like it's not like. When Golden State played against LeBron the first time with the Cavs, they were a good team, but they weren't rough like this. They weren't fundamentally sound like this. Granted, they had Kevin Love and Kyrie as well. Um, J.R. Smith did come off the bench, but at the same time, this Toronto team does everything. They do everything right at that. This is not by no means a scrappy team they're playing. and that, I believe to beat um, Golden State, you have to be a little bit scrappy. They're so good that they don't need to be scrappy Toronto. So, with Kawhi, Kawhi does everything. He's literally, like I've said it before, he's literally the uh, the heart and soul of this team, and they need to keep him. You have a, uh, Kyle Larry, who's, he's a little scrappy, but he's going to get you 10 points, 10 assists. He's going to grab 10 boards as well. Um, he's going to be in your face. Pascal is Pascal. Pascal is um, an animal. He's a silent killer. The guy grabs boards. He put up 32 against the best team in, in, in the league like it was nothing. So, I mean, we, we're we going to see a very interesting series these next four games. I would probably say after these next, after if it's a 2-2, by, by that time that fifth game comes, I would not be shocked. I would be shocked if uh, 
if we do see a Toronto take over the even though I, sound, I might sound like I'm contradicting myself, but I would be a little bit shocked if Toronto takes over by, by two games. But this is going to be a good series, and I'll be tuned in for this come Sunday. So I'll be locked and loaded watching this because uh, I'm pretty sure I got money on these games. <laughs> Shifting gears from the NBA Finals, did you not just see that knockout? Yo, Andy Ruiz is an animal, bro. Like he, that's Team Dad bod right there, man. He does not look an ounce like a boxer, but his hands are faster than old lightweights. And I'm telling you, like what I seen, like he knocked out a six foot five, undefeated world champion, a unified one out that. Like Andy Ruiz took this fight a month notice, a little bit more of a month actually. He literally, he went in there. He got knocked down twice. He got up and said, I'm not done, and knocked him the fuck out. Like, he stopped him. He he put him down two more times after that and became the first Mexican world champion. You cannot tell me that this is not a Rocky story. You cannot tell me that this is a Cinderella story. They run it back. I think we'll stop him earlier. This guy is, he he came from nothing. Everybody slept on him. They called him the, the, the state cream puff Marshmallow man, they talked all this shit. My man went in there and, and completely obliterated AJ. Like it was a good fight though. I'm only saying obliterating because he 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 put AJ down twice after he got knocked down, and just he just didn't quit. Like Mexican fighters are tough anyway. Mexican fighters they they they're all for going forward. Hit me, I'll hit you, but we're gonna get this in. He's he's the first Mexican heavyweight champion in the world. He did it like this. I. Props to him. He's an excellent fighter. Probably the fastest hands on a fat guy I ever seen in my life. Um, this guy, I'm, I'm shocked. I've been in shock since we started this. Like I'm, I can't even get my mind off it. Like I'm, I'm beyond happy for this guy. Like when I say team dad buys for a reason, because the guy don't. He has one. He has one ab, right? He, had, like it's. <sighs> I can't even talk about it because he's the man, bro. He knocked out a, a, a guy who is... He, he wasn't beatable. Like, a guy who beat... He beat Klitschko. He beat two good world champions after that. He beat Pavekton, who's, who's a knockout artist himself. He looked frazzled when he was in there. Like, he didn't know what to do after he got knocked down by this guy. Shout out to Andrews, man. Shout out to him. I can't get enough of him. Another quick shift back to a team sport, the NFL offseason. PJ, who do you think is going to shock you this offseason? Well, this offseason has been a little bit interesting. And I honestly think, like, it might sound a little crazy, but it don't sound too crazy because Baker Mayfield. I think the Browns might run this division. Um, granted, OBJ isn't really, uh, you know, showing up to practice too much right now, but game time comes, you're going to sit them? No. It's, I, I feel like they can run the North. Baltimore's kind of falling a little bit. Um, Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh. They're, they're high, they have their highs and lows. Cincinnati ain't shit. Let's be real. Cincinnati ain't got nothing. So I'm, I'm going to say the Browns. I do like the Raiders. 
just because they just acquired AJ. And I mean, at the end of the day, if Derek Carr could be Derek Carr from three years ago before the injury, that's going to be a problem. So, and the defense is still stellar without Khalil Mack. So I can't, I can't sit here and, and you know, sleep on them as well. I know there's a lot of hype right now around the Browns, but do you think Lamar Jackson for Baltimore will pick up where he left off last year? Do you think the defenses will be able to plan around him? Well, he has somebody in the backfield now. He has a, uh, they just acquired, uh, what's his name from uh, New Orleans? The running back, Mark Ingram the third. He, uh, that's going to help him out a little bit more. He's going to take, it's going to take a lot of pressure off that, especially as a guy. That's a guy that back there that he, he's a runny over. He can catch the ball at the backfield. He was great in New Orleans. So, I mean, he's got, he still needs a guy to throw to. I do like Hollywood Brown. They just drafted him, but it's a rookie at the same time. It, he, I think he's a good player. So now that we are definitely a Philadelphia-based podcast, we have to talk about the Eagles for sure. With Nick Foles gone and having no backup plan with just Carson Wentz, you think Carson Wentz will be able to take this team where we were a few years back? Absolutely. I think he is going to get back to the MVP form before he got hurt. Like, he, the guy had a year to really get his stuff together. He he's, he has a full offseason. I mean, that's Carson Wentz, man. He has new toys to play with. He has Deshaun Jackson, Miles Saunders, Jordan Howard. He still has Zach Ertz. The, the offense is great. The offensive line is probably one of the best rotations in the league. Jason Peters is, stayed, is still Jason Peters, and, you know, you got two big – you have another tackle behind him, you know. And, uh, you got Jason Peters. You got Lane Johnson. Yeah, Lane's a – he's a freak of an athlete. Jason Kelsey's still Jason going Kelsey, at it. Yeah, Jason – Wisniewski's not a bad player as well. He's, he's a very good rotational player. He's a starter. But, I mean, the rotation is good. That, that's what's going to keep Carson off his ass. Then not to mention the defense has gotten tremendously better. So Chris Long has backed out. He has retired. How will that affect him on the right. pass rush position? Um, I don't think it's going to be too effective because they still have a hell of a defensive line with the likes of Malik Jackson being um, acquired this offseason. Not to mention Brandon Graham still around. You still got <laughs> the beast in um, Fletcher Cox. Not to mention Curry, Vinny Curry just came back who's a very, very good dude. He's a fast guy. Um, and I love Derek Burnett coming off the injury. And Timmy Jernigan's still there as well. So, I mean, the, the pass rush is not going to be effective whatsoever. The soft spot on the birds, though, is that secondary with Sidney Jones. With, um, it's, he's just, he's not settling himself. He's not allowing himself to, I don't, he's not developing right. The injury did push him back. So, I mean, they need a big time corner. And, I mean, that secondary, they do still have a guy like Craven LeBlanc, who is a, a very good playmaker. Avante Max, he stepped up and did something. Then you have the likes of still Ronald Darby, who's a fast, very fast corner, who can stay with you. Um, Malcolm Jenkins, that's him staying held out is going to hurt the secondary tremendously because he is the heart and soul.
staying current with the NFC East, how do you think Eli Manning and the Giants will fare without having the playmaker in Odell Beckham? 5-11. I'm saying it right now. Saquon's a hell of a player, but he's, he can't carry this team to the, the playoffs. Um, Eli, I'm not knocking Eli. I just think he does need a, a guy to throw to. He does have a couple good speedy good receivers, but it's they're not big time like Odell. Losing Odell is a huge, huge step back, and I believe we're going to see another top 10 pick, top 5 pick in, in their near future um, in the draft. So, um, Eli, people get on Eli because of a uh, because of the last couple of years, but he's still, in my opinion, he's a Hall of Famer. The guy has been to Super Bowls. He's won them both. He's been MVP. He's been to a couple Pro Bowls. Stats aren't horrible. He just throw a lot of picks. But I mean, in this day and age, they throw they throw the ball left and right. So I'm not gonna say you know it's gonna be they're gonna be a playoff team if they have nothing that shows it besides Saquon Barkley. Do you think if Eli has no production this year, he'll retire, or do you think he'll stay with it until he chases that Super Bowl? I don't think he's going to retire or anything. I think if he has a bad year this year, he'll leave. They'll trade him. They just acquired, they just uh, drafted uh, Jones from Duke, who <laughs> apparently comes from an athletic family. <laughs> but um, I don't think this might be Eli's last year, regardless. So um, we'll see. I mean, you see the NFL transitioning towards the more athletic quarterback like Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield. I mean, you could even throw Marcus Mariota in the mix as he was on top of his game in the athletic quarterback a few years back. Why would a team want to trade for Eli Manning as he is a traditional pocket passer and his age is also up there? Um, well, I mean, give, give him a toy to throw to. And he has shifty feet to get out the pocket. Trust me, get him an O-line. Get him a toy to play with besides a guy like Saquon. Get him something to throw to. Um, I do believe there's teams that will benefit from Eli. Like if, let's say, I don't know, Derek Carr has another bad year. You don't think Antonio Brown's not going to be happy having a guy like Eli Manning who's won two championships? That is very true. Staying on the topic of QBs, going into Cincinnati, how many years does Cincinnati give Andy Dalton? This is last year. Um, he's not consistent. They should be looking at other quarterbacks as it is. Um, there's a guy sitting behind our man, Carson Wentz, right now, who might get a shot in, in Nate Sudfeld. That is very he, true. He's gonna be, there's people who are going to be looking at him. Nate so Sudfeld does have some talent. He does. The guy, I, the 20 minutes we got to see with him, <laughs> he definitely did shine a little bit. Um, Nate Sudfeld could start for a bottom-of-the-barrel team right oh, now if definitely. he wanted to. Hands down, hands down. He can't, he can't, there's a team out there right now that probably can need him. The Bills could definitely take him. Oh, don't knock, don't knock homeboy in Buffalo, though. Josh Allen is struggling. Don't, don't knock on him. Josh Allen needs a mentor. You did not see that hurdle? You did not see that hurdle? Josh Allen needs a mentor. He's a hell of a a mentor. They came in, they came in the same year, I think. They thought he was a little older. A little bit. But, still, there's definitely teams that would use Nate Sefell. I mean, at, Besides Nate Sudfeld, there is other team. There is other uh, backups out there that could probably come in and be a starter. For I guess to back up your idea with that Eli Manning, who could trade it. Joe Flacco did just get picked up by the Denver Broncos, and I love it. You think he'll fare well in Denver? I think so. Yeah, he has a better offensive line. He has a, a stellar running back behind him. Receiving core is okay. Emmanuel Sanders isn't. I wouldn't say he's like a, you know, a, a, a number one receiver, but he's. 
he's gonna get you, you know, t- he's gonna get you down the field, and that's what Joe Flacco loves—a big arm, big guy, who likes the wing, likes to wing the ball. So it's like, to me, I loved every bit of that trade. When I saw he left Baltimore, that he was due for it. He deserves to be a starter somewhere, and he's in the right place. Not to mention John Elway is the GM over there, um, who has made questionable calls in the past. I mean, Paxton Lynch was supposed to be MVP, right? Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, look what we have. I mean, he does he does make a couple questionable calls. I agree. There, it's kind of like, but picking up Joe Flacco, he's known for picking up these uh, these older quarterbacks and you know getting them to the playoffs. I mean, look what we did with Payton. Yeah, I mean, I'm not he's saying looking Joe, Flacco. For a redo it. Joe Flacco is not a Payton man, yeah, but by he's no looking means. he is looking for the similar transition of bringing an older quarterback into a, a seasoned franchise to get them back into a playoff caliber team. They do have a stellar defense. Their offense is just a little shaky. It, Von it Miller runs that defense. It, Von Miller definitely runs that defense and I believe they still have Chris Harris, who's a very good corner. Um Defense is pretty good. I'll, I'll admit that. But, I mean, when you got a, a bell cow running back in the backfield with you, it, it takes a lot off you. It takes a whole lot of tension off you as a quarterback. I mean, Joe Flacco's good. People sleep on him. But remember, he's been an MVP in, in, in the Super Bowl where people say the defense ran it for him, which, I mean, I'm not going to sit there and lie. <laughs> Ray Lewis coming back for that, uh, for that Super Bowl definitely did help him a lot. But he still – he he – put that game in out of reach and he won he did everything he could now going back into the younger quarterbacks now that Patrick Mahomes is now a veteran how will he fare in Kansas City he's gonna keep on getting better that guy is a beast Patrick Mahomes can't people people forget that Patrick Mahomes came to he came from a a Kingery um system which all they do is throw the ball in Texas Tech, that whole division in college, they don't play defense. So you give him to a guy like Andy Reid, you have him sit behind Alex Smith, he's going to learn the game. He's a smart kid. You see it this year. Look what he did. He's the MVP. The yards he threw, what he's done. He got him to the AFC Championship. He did everything in his power to be to, to be great. And I think this kid can honestly be a, a multiple-time MVP. And we're going to see a ring. Big Red's going to get a ring. That hurts coming from, you know, coming from Philly right now. But I'm cheering for him. Now, going back on Alex Smith, you know, massive injuries, probably going to be done he's for the done. rest of his life. Yeah, he's done. That's, but that's, that was gruesome. What will um, the Redskins do? I mean, the NFC East is pretty garbage right now. The NFC East is really taking a dive. What will the Redskins do? I mean, they have a borderline, it's an all, god-awful quarterback, god-awful system. Yeah. The New York Giants are having are going to be, have a huge rebuilding slump here. The Redskins are in a, in a drought. So without an Alex Smith and a veteran quarterback, who has been proven to show that he has been able to do things? Mm-hmm. What will the Redskins do in regard to the NFC East? Will they even make a playoff run or a wild card? Or not in this division. Not um, the Cowboys are still a very good team. Not to mention they did, they did just get Jason Witten back. I mean Dak Prescott getting better. People people not Dak, but he's a he's actually a better quarterback than what people think. Um, not Ezekiel Elliott still there as well. So it's. It's up for grabs between the Eagles and um, and Dallas right now. I would definitely say that the Eagles will win this division outright, and they might sweep the division. But so back onto the tight end with Jason Witten, Witten and Escobar, or Goddard and Ertz. Witten and Escobar. I'm only saying that because you know 
those two, like Escobar showed a lot. Goddard, I, I like I like Dallas Goddard. I do. He's a hard nosed tight end, and he can catch the ball. But I mean, Zach Ertz is Zach Ertz, bro. He's Zach Ertz is the best tight end in the league now. Outside of you know, we just lost Gronk. So I mean, I'm saying like I'm I'm not saying it's like a you know blowout like, but Escobar is a good player and. Um, Jason Wynn is still Jason Wynn, so I think that's the best, the better tight end bunch. But I can't, I can definitely see Goddard coming out and giving you seven touchdowns for 400, 400 500 yards while while Zach Ertz gets his. Zach Ertz still gets thousand yards, still gets the catches, still gets um, with the seventy plus catches and and the touchdowns to match it. And Dallas Goddard does the dirty work. People don't see that. And now to wrap up on the NFL segment. Top three teams and why? Who will be the top three most powerful teams in the NFL and why? I'm probably going to go New England, Philly, and uh, that third one's going to be hard because it's really up for grabs. Um, being a Packers fan, I want to say Green Bay because if Aaron Rodgers is on, is on. He's dangerous. Um, L.A. can be – they can bounce back and be great as well. Um, I, I don't know. I mean – Right now, I, I just I don't see anybody being New England stuff. They have just to look. have Kansas City in that top three spot. Oh, how can I forget? Yeah, you're right. That you know what? That would be my top three right there, Kansas City. I'm thinking NFC right now. That's why. But still, I would definitely that you're right about that. Now, do you think we'll have a rematch within New England and Kansas City this year? Or do you think Kansas City will pull ahead? This is the year to do it because Tommy's getting old. You can tell. Um, Tom Brady's getting a little old, and I, the coach might be saying, I, I did enough. And he's eventually going to hand over his... He's eventually going to retire, so, I mean... It could be a, a good year for Kansas City. We could see Kansas City in the Super Bowl. I could definitely see Andy Reid versus the Eagles in the Super Bowl. That would be that would be probably the most watched Super Bowl in Super Bowl oh, history. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Andy Reid's one of the most hated human beings in Philadelphia. I want to say that. We do love Big Red. But at the same time... He didn't win us nothing. Just like when people talk about McNabb being a Hall of Famer. Um, when, I, when I think of Hall of Fame quarterbacks, I think of winning. And McNabb did have a good year getting to the championship. When you, leave, when you lose three straight, you win one, finally, go to the Super Bowl. He didn't have his best game. He threw three interceptions, I believe. Um, but he, And he's very disconnected with Philly. So when they talk about McNabb going being being a Hall of Famer, I kind of yeah borderline. There's a very big divide with McNabb and Philly. People either like him for what he did, or would just like completely disregard him for the Super Bowl loss and burn his jersey at the stake. Now I don't see that same divide when you talk about Carson Wentz in Philadelphia. I agree. Carson Wentz is the heart and soul of this this, this city. Honestly, I mean, granted, Joel Embiid in basketball. And you got Bryce Harper over there and, and, um, for the Phillies. But Carson Wentz is everything you want in a quarterback. He's gritty, smart, he's tough. He doesn't he doesn't make a lot of mistakes, doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. He has a, a very good arm, obviously. He's been an MVP candidate before he got hurt. Keeping him on the field is the biggest thing. He's loved because of how he is. He's not – he doesn't say anything too crazy out of his mouth. McNabb put himself in a lot of bad spots here. McNabb also had terrible off-the-field relationships with his teammates. He did. Um, from what I heard, he, he has he has had a lot of beef with his teammates. 
I mean, I'm not going to say, you know, Freddie Mitchell and T.O., but I mean... T.O. just opened up an interview where he said he would rather have Carson Wentz as a quarterback instead of Donovan McNabb. I would, too. I mean, and I'm not saying that... McNabb is probably right now the greatest quarterback to play for Eagles. Like, hands down, he's the greatest quarterback to play for Eagles. But Carson's not done yet. And, I mean, people people give Nick Foles a lot more respect than they give McNabb. Nick Foles didn't accomplish nearly stat-wise than what McNabb did. But what he did do is bring a ring to this, this city. So That's all you have to do. That's all you have to do <laughs> in the city is win. So Carson's a winner, too. So I can see him, I can see him bringing a chip to the city. So back on to saying that Carson Wentz was an, M- an MVP candidate, an MVP caliber player. Who do you have in the MVP run for this season? Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Saquon Barkley. I also have, uh, of course, Carson Wentz as well. So that's probably my top right there just because of their past years. But um, other than that, I mean, if you want to throw Aaron Rodgers in there, because I can see him bouncing back. The guy only threw three interceptions this year. Like and he had he had a messed up team, so I mean, but the MVP this year probably will end up between Carson and Saquon Barkley. Honestly, I mean, I don't think I don't think they're gonna give it to Patrick Mahomes unless he does it again. He does it has a hell of a season, which is possible. And I think they're tired of giving Tom Brady <laughs> equipment yeah, to walk around true. with. So I can definitely see Carson and Saquon. Saquon's a he's a he's a different type of beast. I, I rave about the guy. My father's and my father is a, a Giants fan from Brooklyn, so he loves him as well. So shout out to pops. But <laughs> um, now to divert a little bit from the NFC, you did mention Aaron Rodgers a few times. If he does come back healthy and have the tools like he had this season, a little shaky because everyone was a little injured and they're still recovering from missing Jordy Nelson. Yeah. They're recovering, heaven from trading Jordy Nelson to the Raiders. Yeah. But if they do have some decent wide receiver core this season, they already have decent backs a little bit. I mean, it's a little shaky over there. Aaron Jones backs, is pretty good, though. But they do have Aaron Jones. Yeah, he's dude. pretty good. If they do keep consistent and they come out strong, where will Aaron Rodgers take to the Packers this season? I can see him taking him back to the NFC Championship. Point blank. I'm, my reasons behind that, last time he was in the playoffs, what happened? He got to the NFC Championship. He just lost. So, I mean, well, I can't say he just lost. Atlanta did take us to school. So, for, for y'all to get it, I'm, I'm a half a Eagles fan, and I'm a half a Packers fan, so say what you want. But my what I like about Aaron Rodgers is the way he carries the team. Now, he does have a Devontae Adams next to him, and he also does have a, a running backfield that he can depend on. The O-line got better. The defense, he can lean on that defense now. He can lean on that defense and be happy because that defense has gotten everything they need. They got pass rushers now. They got that defensive backfield is pretty good. It's, I think I can see the pack. They're gonna win the division. They're opening up this year to uh, with uh, Chicago. That's that's how much respect they're giving. They're, they're opening up in Thursday night against uh, Chicago, and that's the a revenge game. Doink. The double doink. The fucking double doink. You're right Mitchell about Trubisky, that. Mitchell Trubisky, though, like, what's he going to do this season? I think he's going to have the year. Mitch Trubisky's a really good quarterback. Um, but Mitchell Trubisky also relied on Jordan Howard. Now the Eagles have Jordan Howard. Less of a run game, Mitch has to throw more. He does have to throw more, but what he does right, he reminds me of Aaron. When, he's on, when, he, when he gets on his, on his bike and runs out, he can make plays on the run. Like, he's... I've seen it against the Eagles. I've seen it twice this year against the Packers. I've seen him do it against a lot of different teams this year. So I can I can see Mr. Biscay still being good. I, 
I, by no means do I think he's going to be a 4,000-yard passer. He does th- he does sometimes make a lot of nut plays when he throws them interceptions. So, I mean, I can see what happens. Very true, very true. Now, diverting back to the Jets, what do you think that they'll do to this season? I'm going to tell you right now, if Sam Donald plays the way he played last year, which was half decent, and, you have, and Le'Veon stays there, I'm just concerned about that coach because Adam Gase is a little nuts with his, with his play calling. But I could definitely see them coming second to the Patriots. You're never going to beat the Patriots in that division as long as Tom Brady and, and, and Belichick is still there. It's no, you can't beat them too. So in saying that, you'd agree that Sam Darnold and Josh Allen will put on a show for the young people of the, of the AFC? The AFC? Yeah. I agree. Big show for the AFC. I mean, Josh Allen. I like Josh Allen. I don't know what it is. There's something about that guy. And he just got a good receiver in John Brown. So, he, I mean, he has toys there. And he still has Shady. Shady, Shady, dude. When when Sean Sean LaCoy, we saw him for five years here. When Sean LaCoy's hot, he's hot. That's very true. And John Brown, when he can catch a ball, nobody in the NFL can stick him. Got Josh Allen. You got Sam Darnold. You have a hot Baker Mayfield. AFC is going to be crazy. I like Baker, man. I don't know. I like I, at first I didn't like how cocky he was, but this guy, man, he's a winner. He doesn't care how he does it. That's what that's what I like about him. He doesn't give a shit how he does it. And now that he has Jarvis Landry and an OBJ, which he will be he'll show up come come training camp. And you have Anjuko at uh at tight end. This is a scary team. This is a very scary team and Cleveland's gonna be crazy. Within, within the first two weeks, Baker Mayfield personally retired Tyrod Taylor, put him to the I bench, know, sent I him know. home to cry. And Tyrod's and then, not a quarterback. Not at all. Right. And then on top of that, Baker Mayfield also silenced all the rumors and the talk about his comparisons to, uh, you know, the long lost soul we, the long lost soul we have in Johnny Manziel. I know, right? That guy's getting thrown out of CFL leagues. I know. This is a shame because Johnny was a hell of a college ball player, though, man. But Baker, they could pair Baker, Baker to um, Johnny Manziel because the way he was. He's small, he's, but he's durable. So Baker's tough. When I think of Baker, I think of a gritty quarterback who doesn't know how to lose. There's a lot of games he lost last year that were close. He should have been in the playoff. They, they should have been a playoff team, but Baker's that tie got, fucked them up. Baker's out here winning games, not putting lines in his nose, though. I know, bro. I about <laughs> it. With a dollar bill. <laughs> like, so, I mean, I, I like Baker. I love Sam Darnold because he does have a strong arm, and he does have Le- Le'Veon Bell now. I think the Jets can do big things this year. Um, they're probably going to run New York now, so I, I, that's going to bring them a lot of press. But um, now that we're on quarterbacks, how do you feel about these vets? Do you, how about Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, um, Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, Phillip Rivers, Cam Newton, Andrew Luck, Joe Flacco, and, you know, the, the list goes on, but... Do you feel like uh, Philip Rivers might be his last year where he's going to... If Philip Rivers can take the Chargers deep into the playoffs or at least like go to the AFC Championship, I feel as if Philip Rivers should just be happy on that and retire. I don't think Philip Rivers will ever be a Super Bowl candidate because the Chargers are lacking in very, very... like they, they lack 
I mean, they are still building, but the time that they finish the building process, Philip Rivers will be seasoned. He's no Tom Brady. He won't be able. He's not. He's not as durable as Tom Brady. Yeah. He doesn't have the offensive line the Patriots have. He won't be able to stay in there until his forties. And if you look at Philip Rivers, like his stats, they're big, right? They're Very big. Very big stats. A lot of those yards he put up, they were losing by two touchdowns. They're losing by three touchdowns. So it's garbage time yeah. yards. Not to say that you know that's what that would make him a good quarterback. His kids are a relentless he, character. He is. Or he is. I agree there. My guy is Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, since his comeback, he's he's outstanding, and I believe he's they're gonna carry this over, and they're gonna think nothing less to let him be himself still. I feel like he still flies on the radar a little, under the radar a little bit. He, he needs does. to do something to prove himself. I agree. I mean, there's quarterbacks out there right now, like you know Case Keenum up in a uh, up in uh, Washington, and you have a uh, a guy like Ryan Tannehill who's who's still out there. You have a guy like. Uh, well, Nick Foles is up in uh, Jacksonville, you know. Yeah. Shout out to Nick, though, because uh, the whole miscarriage thing, that's that's a hard thing to fathom. Um, I have two children and myself, so, I mean, it's hard to think you, lo- you lose one of those kids. But back on, I mean, I think Nick is going to have a good year up in Jacksonville. Nick will for sure have a good year, as long as Leonard Fournette can stay healthy. And if that's Le- true. Leonard Fournette needs to keep his, keep his head in the game and not off the field. He has some altercations he needs to take care of. But the biggest, most overrated quarterback I think that is a veteran in the NFL is by far Matthew Stafford. What has that guy done for Detroit? Nothing at all. Nothing. He's bringing the one playoff game where he's lost. Well, he's been in the playoffs before that, too. But he he doesn't have Calvin Johnson anymore. He does have Matt Jones, which is he's a very good you know receiver. But he doesn't do anything to win. He's not a winner in this league. I don't think he has much left in him. I think he he's he'll throw he's another guy that'll throw for five thousand yards, but most of them yards are in garbage time. No They're losing my three touchdowns. So he's just winging the ball just to wing it. I hate watching those Thanksgiving games, man. He I know destroyed. they get ugly, man. <laughs> they get they get disgusting, and I mean Russell Wilson by far still has some years left. Aaron oh, yeah. Rodgers has some playoff runs left. I hope he does. Cam Newton, a lot of off-the-field problems, but I still feel as though he's not... He's still a veteran, but he still has some years left. He is an athletic quarterback. He's taken some injuries. But I think if he, you know, changes... he can't. I feel like he can't play at the same rate of style he's played in the past because he he's is getting up. older, he gets and he gets a lot of injuries. Yeah. They, let, they let him get hit. They let him get destroyed. He's a big boy. And since he's huge, he doesn't slide. He gets no, nailed. he doesn't. He, just go, he, he tries to take you out. That's his problem. Yeah, yeah. He, he goes for the hit. Big ego. Yeah, big he ego. Goes, big, big ego. Yeah. But if Cam's a hybrid. He's the first of them hybrid quarterbacks. Well, Michael Vick was, but he didn't have the arm like Cam had. Cam had an arm. Cam has... He can get you the ball out there. He can... The guy, is, he's more accurate than what people say. His yards speak for itself. Um, he was an MVP at one point. So I'm not... I, I can't sleep on that guy at all. He almost got him to the playoffs this year, so... Yeah. Cam Newton just has to stay healthy. Oh, my Panthers God. Panthers will be okay. They do have some nice receivers over there in Carolina. That's true, that's true. Russell Wilson, same with him. If he stays healthy, he'll be okay. I don't think the Seahawks will be... I say the Seahawks go 10-6 and six and they make the playoffs. After the playoffs, they might wash up a little bit.
But with the Seahawks having an above-average record at 10-6, and six, they keep the city of Seattle happy. You know, it's an honors review. 10-6 and six is still playoff-worthy. I think they'll do well. Well, there's still Russell Wilson, man. And you know what? They lost a lot of their defensive key players, so it's kind of like, what do you do from here? But Russ is uh, he's a monster. It's just... He, he a five foot nine guy with that he's a he's kind of swole so I mean he does he looks like a football player but he got a big arm he can make plays with his feet he's smart that's what separates him a lot from different quarterbacks he's smart he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions and he he knows how to win you a game he could throw three picks come back and throw the winning touchdown that's how he is he'll get you he'll get you close to winning with just with his legs. He's a freak of an athlete. Like, the guy, look, he's he's in spring training with the Yankees. So, I mean, he's he's a hell of a quarterback. People are comparing Kyler Murray to him, which I think is a little bit much because Kyler Murray's a good player. But he's I think he's too small for NFL. People say, well, he's the same size as Russell. He's not. Russell's a little bit more – he has more depth to him. He's, he's, and he's, he's smarter, I think. Yeah, Murray's a little lanky. Yeah, Mary, Mary's a little uh, linky there. He's a. Uh, I'm just scared for him to take his first hit. He looks like one of those little league kids that are running. With the, his pads are bigger than him. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he looks like one of those little league quarterbacks that are running. You can see his head bobbling. So it's kind of hard to you know say he's going to be a legit NFL quarterback if he's this small. He probably does have an arm. I mean, seen it in the national championship or yeah. well, in the playoffs, he did a hell of a. He was killing. And Lamar Jackson fared okay. He's a little bit on the small side Six too. Six foot two though. Six foot two with a big arm, and he runs. And he runs like an Olympic sprinter himself. He's like RG three. He, he's true. but he's tougher. So I mean, we. This is gonna be a good year for NFL though. Yeah. I mean, every team has gotten better. Some gotten worse. So I mean, Detroit didn't do nothing. Minnesota didn't do anything for me to go wow. Um, the Giants, of course, didn't do nothing. Redskins got a little bit worse Natty slumped. Natty, yeah, I agree there. You might as well call him Natty Ice at this point. Like Cincinnati Ice. Yeah, like, um, that's serious. Like, it's it's gonna be a very interesting year though. I like what I, I, I absolutely love what the Eagles did. I absolutely love what the Jets did. Call me crazy and OBJ going in the Browns, that's great. This is going to be a good year. Browns will be a powerhouse. I think the Jets will be a very well-developed team this year. Eagles are going to keep stewing. Eagles are going to slug it out. They'll definitely take... It might be a little rocky at first, depending on how Dallas starts off. But if Dallas starts off rocky, it's off to the races for the Eagles are taking the division. I can see it happening like that, too. Um, Carson, if Carson goes back to the MVP form, watch out. Like, he makes plays. He's another guy, like I say, he knows how to win. So... If he goes back to that, that 2017 Carson Wentz and comes out there and literally lights it up, this league is, uh, is going to be in trouble. This NFC, this conference is going to be in trouble. I think a lot of the NFC East and the Eagles depend on how healthy Jason Peters is on that yeah. first game. If he goes down, I mean, they have a lot of tight, they have a lot of depth in that uh, tackle. But if you don't have Jason Peters, that's like a a big piece of the wall you just don't have. That's true. Who are you going to put at left tackle if he goes down? I mean, I think you have to take Lane Johnson out of the right tackle position I and throw him there. I agree. It's hard to go from the right to the left, though. That's speaking from a guy who knows a couple pros that 
that are in the league that play that play that position, they going from right to left is different. Very true. So, very true. So like everything you do now, you have to switch to your left side. Yeah, that's very true. And it's hard. Being predominantly on your right side, like, you're, and then you're taking on a quarterback's blind side. That's that's rough. But I can see a guy like Lane Johnson. Yeah, Lane Johnson's heart. He's like, a freak of an athlete. Go out there and go just switch over there, give him a game or two, and I think he'll be okay. You won't put you won't put a guy like Wisniewski out there on there. You won't put a guy like Jonah Mailata out there. I feel like Mailata still has a few more, uh, a few like a year, maybe a year and a half left to really develop into the NFL from the rugby. Because you can't just throw my lot out there and be like, Absolutely. hey, man, go out there, Absolutely. left tackle, you know, do as well as Jason Peters. It's never going to happen. Jason Peters, I think, that Hall of Fame by far. Oh, Jason, HOF. HOF. All over. Definitely yes, first ballot Hall of Fame. You sound a little biased right now, but, you know, it, it, <laughs> HOF. He is no denying that guy. I, I love Jason JPP, man. He's... Hurt or healthy, it puts his heart. Up, it puts he his does. life on the line for that he team. Does. Go, and he's still a hell of an athlete. Like one of the fastest left tackles in the game. From the some of the guys down here in Philly that I write about him, they they rave how much of an athlete he still is, even after the injury. He can move. What do you do with Darren Sproles? I mean, you have so much. You you've uh, you have Howard in the backfield now. You still you have a lot to. You just got to acquire a new back on top of the backs that you had that you juggled last season. I feel like they didn't juggle the backs as well as they could have. I mean, you still have Corey Clement. You've got Jordan Howard now. You might be missing a few names for sure. But uh, if you have Darren Sproles, he's old. He might be a good like. He might be an addition like a out of the backfield like a few cuts maybe Probably like turning, so. a good part. No, I, I think Deshaun will take over. I don't know if they're going to put Deshaun back there or not. Though. I, for some odd reason, I think Deshaun's going to stay where he's at at receiver. He's a veteran now. I feel like he, he knows he don't have to do that now. Yeah, very when true. he was in Philly, I mean, come on. Yeah, when he was in Philly, he, he had to put on because he was young. He had to put on. His and ego Chip was Kelly, crazy. Chip Kelly picked him up and, and ran him off. That's yeah, very true. So it's like, Deshaun, he, he's going to be... Cool. And you put him in there with uh, Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah, it'd be a dangerous deal. It's gonna man. be dangerous. That's gonna be dangerous. And don't sleep on Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar will literally, literally shock the world if he can. I feel like this will be no. I mean, Nelson Aguilar, the Super Bowl season had a very good year. No, de- decent, very decent. very good. And then, and then last year as well. Like last season, he had a pretty good season. Yeah, but I feel productive. like. You know, it was all. It was either everybody double covers Jeffrey, or they double cover Nelson Aguilar, and they would do the dump passes to the tight ends because that's who you have time for. But now, if you have to double cover Alshon Jeffrey, and then you also have to worry about on the other side of the field, you have Deshaun Jackson. You're going to leave Nelson Aguilar with a mismatch. He's going to have a breakout season. Deshaun leads the league in catch receptions for 25 plus yards still even last year that safety so and quarter need to be on you him. gotta be you have to watch the, you could stop him but now you leave all, you, you leave a guy like Alshon Jeffrey open you leave a Zach Ertz open so just having Deshaun out there is just like a it's already a game buster as it is and Jordan Howard is also crazy out of the backfield yeah, receiving I've seen him for years he's this guy's an animal he's a workhorse He's Eagles, twelve and four or higher. I have the Eagles. I say eleven and five. Yeah, they're gonna drive a couple of games. They might mess. They they will mess around and lose to the Giants. Just you know, on a rough week. Then yeah. I think they, they play the Packers. As they'll well. probably they be one and one against the Cowboys. I don't think they'll sweep them. Nah, I, for some odd reason, I feel like this is the year they get they sweep the Cowboys. Really? I you know I don't know what it is. It's maybe because I feel like Carson's back into shines there, but. 
I don't feel like, and Zeke's having a little bit more issues off the field too. His head's oh, not right, in the game, true. so a lot of players are like that. I know, I know. It's happening. I mean, it's a they just had a guy that retired from 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 the the Cowboys who wants to smoke weed. Yeah, that's and he was a hell hell of a um, defensive end. So we're losing a guy like that. How are you gonna stop a guy like Carson Wentz? How are you gonna stop a guy like Zach Zach Ertz? How are you gonna stop the backfield? Like it's. We might sound biased, but I mean that's I can't rave not rave about a team who uh, who has all these weapons. So but, I mean, you know, going back on you know he dropped out of playing because he likes to smoke weed. Going on to there's popping a lot of guys, popping them like Molly. They're taking them down. You know, they're getting all these guys out there for drugs, whether it be performance enhancements, drugs, whether it be the Adderall, whether true. it be this marijuana. Is, it doesn't matter what it is. I mean, it does they're. They classify performance performance enhancing right. drugs as many things. Yeah. But I mean marijuana is definitely not performance enhancing. Hell nah. <laughs> it's a it'll calm yeah. you down after a game. Like you know, I don't give a fuck what you do after the game. If you're yeah. if you're not high high during that game, I'm good. Like if I'm an NFL GM, I'm like, listen, especially in in cases of uh, you know, you're in Denver yeah. where it's, it's fully yeah, legal. Well, yeah, and with the a Cali lot, teams, yeah, with a lot of teams they they're moving, I'm gonna smoke weed, yeah. I'm gonna smoke weed after the game. Yeah, I'm not gonna do it inside of the you know, the the whole, you know, facility. I'm gonna go outside on my own time and smoke it. Yeah. But I mean, why would you pop a guy for having marijuana? I mean, you've got Miami, you've got Jacksonville, you've got both LA teams, you got yeah. Denver. The whole entire country as a whole is moving towards legalizing marijuana. Absolutely. So when is it going to be a point in not just the NFL but professional sports as a whole where they move away from the PEDs and they say drug testing? You know, they call it a they caught a lot of players out there smoking weed, but then they drug test them. It's clean. You know, Chris Long just came out and said he smoked weed all the time, but never had a dirty drug test. Never had it. Never. And he's being criticized for that because because uh, he was the man of the year at one point. So yeah. I, I don't get the, the man whole, of the year's pothead. Yeah. Like, what's, what's wrong with that though? <laughs> like, tell me, tell me what what is wrong with after playing four hard quarters, getting hit. Your body's gonna hurt. You're st- if you lose, you're stressed out. Yeah. If you win by a little bit, you're stressed out. Yeah. Go, go, go back. Smoke, a, smoke a L. Call it a day, bruh. It's not. I can't. I can't sit here and, and be mad at him. Weed's not a bad drug. It's not. It's not like you're going back there snorting lines, bro. It's yeah. not like you know. Pulling a Josh Gordon. <laughs> a Josh Gordon. You know, I ain't gonna knock the boy. I hope he does better. But pops but still, the perk and then runs around. Yeah, pops the perk <laughs> then runs around. Tell me about it, like. Oh shit. Yeah, you're good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't... I don't know, man. Like, we we don't do nothing. It, if you smoked it before, you know, it, it makes you hungry and relaxes you. What's wrong with that? Like, you know, if anything, if everybody's getting high, the corner should be having a field day picking them balls off. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, we... Fuck that. <laughs> they got my vote to legalize that shit in the NFL, man. They got my vote. And I don't even smoke weed. I'll give it two more years for the NFL to go strictly from the marijuana and, you know, like, the Percocets and, you know, opioid drugs. I mean, opioid drugs are nothing to be, like, friendly with. They are extremely addictive. But I feel like testing for opioid drugs is nowhere, and marijuana shouldn't be in the NFL, NBA, MLB, NLL, you know, lacrosse is popping up, Mm -hmm. NHL. As well as any other sport, your PGA, maybe if you're golfing and you're, you know, whatever, you're doing Kalana paint and golf, whatever makes you happy. Yeah, that's but true. I feel like they should just strictly test for PEDs. Like if this man yes, is, I agree. If this man is taking steroids, 
which makes him run through as a defensive lineman, run through the offensive tackle That's harder, true. get out of his stance easier, be at yeah, the quarterback's yeah, yeah. neck so much faster. Then yeah, flag that guy. Say okay, we need to rethink our schedule. You know, we can't let this man just do steroids and play on the field and be better than he actually is statistically. Yeah, right. But there. if they're out there doing drugs that they could buy off the street and they're being kicked out of the league or getting benched for seasons. I feel like there's no place for that in the NFL because they're taking star players out of the leagues and in turn they're losing money because viewers are not watching the teams anymore. Nah, that's true. See, PDs are a different story though, man. Like, performance enhancing drugs is a different story. We just calms you, like I said, like rec- recreational drugs just calm you down. But, like, PDs, like, it's not just making you stronger. It, there's PEDs that make you not tired. That, exactly, that, exactly. That, you know, of course... Run for hours. Run for hours. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's different. That's, that is cheating. Yeah. That is cheating. That's... If you couldn't get that in the weight room, then what are you doing? Like, you know, you get your ass in shape. <laughs> you want to get stronger, hit the weights. You want to you, you wanna run more? You want to be able to have that engine going into the fourth quarter? Go hit that track after practice. Right. It's It's simple. It's simple. Like, if you're a world-class athlete, you do these things. I don't like teeters. I don't... I really can't stand guys who do take PEDs. Don't get me wrong. When the MLB was popping... No, everybody... That's when them steroids were popping. I missed that era. Like, with with Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, when they were all doing all that. That was fun to watch. That was fun baseball to watch. But as for the NFL, you shouldn't have to do that. It's not just a, a sport about, you know, strength. So, like... If you can't get in that weight room, then that's on you. You're not working hard enough. I mean, there's there's millions, there's t- tons of players out there that are strong with FMPEDs. And I think the biggest thing is with the drug scenario is, I mean, he said he wasn't going to be a snitch, Chris Long, but I mean, at the end of the day, he hit it towards us. What the viewers and the listeners, yeah. whatever, already knew. Like, depending on if you watch the game or you listen to the podcast or you listen to the. Uh, your sports network everybody yeah, your local sports yeah at least everybody on every team is doing drugs like oh yeah everybody it wasn't just Johnny Manziel and Josh Gordon yeah. in Cleveland I'm pretty sure they were the most heavy users but a good sixth of that team at least was on drugs I agree I agree with you there and that's every team now, granted, if you out there taking a shot at Henny before you go out, go out and play, that's a problem. Now, now you're an addict, but you're, you're, you're an alcoholic if you do some shit like that. That's a different story. But this is just weed. If you're not smoking before you hit that field, if you're not smoking like while you're playing, yeah. I don't got no beef with you, man. Out there on the bench with dab cards. <laughs> hey, yo, that'd be some shit, though. Can you picture, like, Carson Wentz rolling a blunt? Like, can you picture, like, like a... I could totally picture Tom Brady rolling a blunt, though. I don't know what it is. It wouldn't say anything. No, I'm not. Goodell would probably come down and smoke the blunt. Exactly. Brady. All in the field, they would exactly. stop time. Picture a guy like a, like a, like Cam Newton rolling up a J and being, like, hype about it. Like, yeah, I just wrote this shit. I just wrote this shit. Like, you know, you got to um, remix the Oikos commercial. Yeah, remix the Oikos commercial. <laughs> Which they dropped them for. They did. And they Dak did. has it now, but still, they like... Man, let the NFL do weed, man. I mean, personally, if I was an NFL player, I would not want sloppy seconds on an advertisement deal. Fuck no. <laughs> but unless it's Nike. But I mean, it is Dak, so it is let, Dak. Him, let him have it. Dak ain't got much, man. He ain't got much. He... <laughs> I mean, the hairline's falling back, so he's got to come stress. up with something. That's stress, bro. <laughs> That's stress. Jerry Jones is out there stressing him out, man. <laughs> Jason Garrett, ain't the, he ain't the coach of that team, man. 
And we all know that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much it for the NFL. Um, it's our first podcast, man. So, I mean, we're a little rough, but tune in more, y'all. Thanks for watching or listening to The, the Stoop Life. I'm PJ. I'm Jano. Have a good night. Definitely. Have a good day. Have a good afternoon. Whatever time you're listening to this, you know, just sit back, listen to it. Give us your reviews. Post comments below. Let me know what you think, and we'll be dropping more audio soon. Most definitely. And remember, this is the Stoop Life. We just here talking shit. If you know what the stoop, what the stoop is, then you know what I'm talking about. Thank you.